0: Hi and welcome to another episode of Millennialism, the podcast where I, together with entrepreneurs, award-winning authors, academics, pioneering filmmakers, TED speakers, philosophers, and friends, discuss everything from social media to health, business to culture, personal development to global travel, relationships, and much, much more. I post new episodes every Friday, so make sure to subscribe so you never miss one. And if you have any ideas or suggestions on guests or topics you'd like me to cover or guests to talk to, you can just send me an email at hello at com or reach out to me on Instagram at adamgavin or I don't know, I'm, I'm sure you'll find a way. Have you ever stopped to think about just how much control social media has over your life? Measuring the self against others is normal and in some ways it can be helpful. The inspiration you feel about someone else's achievement can rev up the motivation to improve your own life. The recognition that your abilities are a notch above everyone else's can also deliver a boost to your self-esteem. But comparisons can be harmful when they leave you feeling chronically inferior or depressed. Social media is like a canvas, you can choose to portray your life however you want to, so what will people naturally do with their social media accounts? They will only put up the best picture of themselves and always make sure they look like they're having the time of their lives. I think it is very obvious to most people that social media is not an accurate representation of life, but I still think it's important to have an open conversation about it. In this episode I am joined by influencer, blogger and YouTuber Anna Reid to discuss how we can develop healthier relationships with social media and our current media landscape. We also talk about social media and its relation to mental health issues, anxiety and false or unrealistic expectations on what a good life looks like. Over the last few years, Anna has amassed over 178,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel, Anna's Analysis where she uploads video essays and analysis on social media culture and many other interesting topics. Her most viewed video, titled How Social Media is Ruining Your Life and You Don't Even Know It, currently has over 2.5 million views and 176,000 likes. And also, if you want some realistic travel inspiration, I highly recommend you to check out her series on uh, van life, which she did. She built her own van and then traveled around the US for a couple of months. It's very, very good. Uh, anyway, without any further ado, give a warm welcome to this week's guest, Anna Reed. It is very good to have you here Anna. Good to see you. Um, so like I just told you before I pressed record um, I've heard a little bit about you but mainly I've seen your videos and I've've uh, I've gotten to know your thoughts on some issues and topics, but I don't know that much specifically about you, so I was just wondering if you could start just telling me a bit bit about yourself, like where do you live, where you're from, and some
1: facts. Yeah, so um, my name's Anna. I'm 19 right now. I am from Wisconsin, and I currently live in San Antonio in Texas, and I moved here about a year ago. For work, I just do YouTube right now, and I'm planning to be starting college at uh, the University of Texas at San Antonio in uh, this fall. So I'm really excited for that, Um, but right now I'm just working. Um, And some things I like to do, I like to hike and run and kind of just be outdoors. And um, as far as like indoors, I really like to read and I love to watch and make videos. Um, about like commentary type stuff that's really something that interests me right now.
0: Nice. Uh, what are you going to study in college?
1: Environmental science.
0: Nice. That's perfect. Uh, and it's just, I know that you took like a gap year, two gap years actually. Um, mm-hmm. And you're just 19. When I actually graduated high school I was already 19. We have a different system here. Uh, so yeah. I mean you're still like, I know, I know in the US there's a huge pressure that you have to go straight to college after high school. But I mean, like you're still so young, I mean, there's really no rush. Um, and I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about more about like, your YouTube channel. You don't seem like the kind of person who kind of set out to become like an influencer or make a living on it. Uh, it seems like you have a genuine interest in just analyzing things and telling stories. Um, so anyway, uh, can you talk a little bit about like, how you got started and what kind of videos you make?
1: Yeah, so I started my YouTube channel, I think, almost four years ago now. I think I was um, 15. So I, um, in the beginning, for me, what really kind of drew me to want to create YouTube videos was just how much um, I benefited from other people's YouTube videos. And I learned so much, mainly over the past couple, like, probably, yeah, two or three years of watching a lot of YouTube videos. They had helped me grow so much as a person and I kind of wanted to be able to give back in that same way to other people. And I also thought it would be really nice to be able to connect with people, like-minded like people over similar interests because at the time I was really just kind of learning about a bunch of new things and none of my friends, no one that I knew was really into the same things. And so I felt like it would be really nice to be able to connect with people online and be able to talk about um, Similar interests, and I would say those are the two main reasons and um, that I started my channel, and definitely now um, those are both things that I still care about. But um, now I, I really have like I just enjoy making YouTube videos. Now it's really fun to research topics, and I, I started my channel with kind of a different style um, that I do now. Before I mainly talked about veganism, minimalism, like self-love and confidence that kind of stuff and then i switched to van life content when i was um when i traveled in a van for four months last year and then after that i kind of went back to the original content that i did and now for the past couple months i've been making more commentary style videos but i it's always been kind of a reflection of my life and what my interests have been and what i've been doing and so i definitely um i really Enjoy just like talking about things that interest me and kind of hearing other people's opinions on them as well
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean I had to recommend everyone to check all of your stuff out I mean, it's it's true that you've made a lot of like different styles of videos I the first video I saw was the the van conversion video because I was just online, you know You get the wanderlust you want to want to go travel explore and I was just checking out I don't know. It was probably my 20th van conversion video of the day and, and I think it was titled something like converting a band with no experience. And I, yeah. and I look, looked at it and I think, how old were you at the time? Like 17?
1: 17.
0: 17 yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I don't think many 17-year-olds, especially Americans, I, would, I have to say, would even think of doing something like that. Yeah. Um, what, what did your parents say when you, when you first uh, came up with the idea?
1: <laughs> um, they were definitely not into it at all, which is understandable. I mean, I, I think definitely in the, in the U.S., um, many older people have this idea that like traveling as a solo female is very dangerous and of course it can be. It's not probably the safest way to live in the world, but um, yeah, they they just felt like it would be really dangerous for me to travel across the U.S. in a van, so they weren't, um, I think for that reason mainly, and then just the fact that I would be alone um, away from home, Especially since it's not like I had lived on my own ever before. I'd always lived with my parents. I was still in high school when I was, um, the, when the idea kind of first started interesting me. And, and so, yeah, they were not into it. Um, but eventually, I think they kind of came around to it once they, um, well, in, in their words, like they couldn't really stop me from doing it since when I um, started van life. I was 18. I was an adult, so it kind of was my choice at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, that's a very mature way of looking at it. Um, and I mean, you do you do seem to be like very conscious about everything you do. I mean, everything from uh, the van life convert, van conversion and, and all aspects of like van life, but also with like minimalism, veganism, um, sustainability, all that stuff. Um, I, I don't think there are many. Uh, like especially, I mean, there are not many people in the world. I think that are that conscious, especially at, like at your age. I'm not that yes. much older. I'm not that much older, <laughs> but <laughs> a few years. Um, but I was just wondering, like, if do you think you have like one sort of mission that goes into everything you do that kind of connects all of it?
1: Um, that's a good question. I've never really thought of that. I feel like in general, um, I, I definitely just want to make the world a better place during my time here um i want to enjoy life but i also want to leave a positive impact on like people around me animals the planet that kind of stuff and so i guess everything that i do maybe kind of fits into that category i would say
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a, that's a good enough answer <laughs> uh, and i mean i don't think you have to you need television like specifically either i think you're just just doing everything that you want to do like that's a mission on its own. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But now you have you started so you started your YouTube channel like four years ago, and now you have I just checked the stats: ten million views and one hundred and seventy three thousand subscribers. Um, what's what kind of what is the, like the demographic of your audience? Because um, because I know that especially about like sustainability and all that stuff, it's like um, there are like very. very small percentage of male. Um, So I was just wondering like, what your audience looks like.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, actually my channel is probably a lot different than you would think. Um, Definitely in the beginning of my channel, it was a lot more females. um, But I think just due to the fact that even though I only have three public van life related videos on my channel, those are my three of my four most viewed videos. And They all kind of um, on a daily basis get generally more views than my other videos. So I actually looked at like the the demographics, I think a couple days ago, and my audience in the past month has been 55% male and 45% female. And I think, other than those videos, it's generally females, but since they get more views, that's kind of um, what makes it more male. yeah, and then as far as like age goes, actually most of the people, I think like maybe 95% of the people that watch my videos are older than me, and most are in like the 25 to 34 age range.
0: Well, it's because no one under 20 is thinking about converting events, so that's, that's probably why. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you do seem to be like a lot, of, I mean, wise to your years too, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, i i wanted i don't i didn't want this episode to only be about like fan life i wanted to that that to be like a small portion because i've done like some a couple of like travel episodes in the past it's something i can't get enough of personally but i um the main reason i mean the first video i saw for me was the damn conversion video but then as i looked into some of the other stuff you've done especially your like analysis of social media and and, um, and similar topics, um, that's what I wanted to focus on. But like, before delving into that, I just had a few more questions about the band life because mm-hmm. for personal reasons. Yeah. Um, so like, how do you think, because we do see on like social media all the time, couples uh, traveling with their you know, beautiful dog and you know, traveling around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just wondering, like, what first inspired you to do that? And how were the expectations before versus like, what it was actually like?
1: Yeah, so I think I was probably 16 and maybe a junior in high school when I first kind of came across Van Life and was interested in it. Um, Actually, I think when I first came across it, I might have been a little younger and I thought like, oh, that looks like an absolutely terrible way to live. Like somebody living in a vehicle, I I thought it sounded just like terrible. Um, But then when I was um, a junior and I was like, for the past two or so years I had really no clue what I wanted to do after high school and that was kind of different because in middle school or kind of throughout my whole life I always felt like I had to go to college right after high school like that was just how everyone does it that's what my parents expected of me that's what I expected of myself I didn't really know that there was like an option but since I had no clue what I wanted to do I didn't really want to waste like a ton of time and money on going to Uh, school right after high school. And so I also didn't really know what else I would do. I wouldn't have had enough money to really um, just like move somewhere else and work. And I did not want to stay in Wisconsin. Um, Like if you're from out of the U.S., Wisconsin is in the north um, part of the U.S. And so it's really cold. And I do not like the cold. I also was from a small town, was not a fan of it. Um, So I didn't really know what else to do, but I was like, hey, doing van life um, would be, like, a great way to kind of, like, hopefully maybe figure out what I want to do or just get life experience, do something different, um, and just kind of put myself out there in probably a bunch of hard situations, um, and that would be a way where I could travel for cheaply. I wouldn't have to stay in Wisconsin Um, right after high school. I could travel, I could, it would work with my YouTube because I was I was doing YouTube at that time. So I, videos I still haven't at the time so I'd be able to afford doing it. Um, I could discover places maybe that I wanted to live. Um, and yeah, I think maybe I, it, it was mainly because I had no idea what else to do. And then I just, um, I felt like it would be you know, like a really good experience for personal growth, just learning about the world because based, I have watched a lot of videos of people talking about how traveling really kind of opened up their eyes to a lot of different things and um, yeah, just helped them grow in a lot of ways personally and learn about the world. And so um, those were definitely like my main motivations for going into it. And then how is it different from what it was? how I perceive was that you second like, the yeah, like, question? like,
0: yeah, I mean, how was it different then? Cause I think a lot of people going into it, they have these expectations I've done like some long-term traveling myself for like five months. And, and I think before you go on a trip like that, you expect every day to be amazing mm-hmm. and, uh, have all these great impressions from everywhere you go. You won't run into any problems. Uh, I think people are pretty naive about going in. I mean, I haven't done a van, I haven't lived in a van myself, but I, I can imagine a lot of people seeing it online and the kind of glorified version of it and then being disappointed when they, they do it. So I was just wondering like, if, if it was different than what you expected.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely, going into it, knew that there's going to be a lot of hard experiences, a lot of things that I really couldn't prepare for. Um, but I think there there were definitely surprises, things that I didn't really expect because I'd never heard anyone talk about And I think people do talk about like, oh, you know, you have the possibility of breaking down or getting a knock in the middle of the night from the police. And those are things that you could, that are definitely things that you're going to worry about, no matter who you are, your experience level, how old you are, whatever, you're going to worry about those things. Um, But then also, I think kind of like the mental impact that fan life can have on a person is something that not a lot of people have talked about, and especially um, a couple years ago, it wasn't something I'd really ever seen people talk about, but I think it's kind of hard to explain, but just constantly like being on the road and like your home is something that is moving. You don't just have like a place where you can just sit in bed and it's like not the same as your vehicle. So there's this kind of feeling of like never really being grounded. And I think in a way that just makes, um, it makes it really hard to just relax and you always kind of feel on edge and a little bit stressed and worried about what could go wrong um and then for me and i've seen a lot of other people now talk about this but like um for those who work online especially people who do social media while at the same time doing van life it can be really hard to kind of balance those two things and not feel like you're only like always talking or in your life like everything you do is in some way related to van life for me that got like really boring and while it's not the biggest problem in the world it did definitely affect me because every conversation i'd have with new people i'd meet or with family back home every like part of my job was about filming about van life and then i was living in a van traveling in it sleeping in it cooking in it, everything kind of revolved around that. And then at the same time, it was like, I just didn't want to talk about it anymore. And so it was also kind of hard to motivate myself to, uh, like work on things when I'd never really had that problem in the past. I think, um, it might've just been, um, it's probably easier if you have like a more spacious van, one that you can stand up and I could not stand up in mine. And I had made my bed a little too high to the point where I kind of had this lounge to sit up in my bed. And so just working in the van was not very fun like working on my computer and then constantly having to go to different places like a lot of people you know go to coffee shops I never did that but sometimes I went to libraries and just having to go to those places every day um and work and then come back to your van and cook something and then go back in um it just gets kind of tiring and you just feel like you'd rather not do that and then I also think there's this expectation that people have that uh Especially from my, my video about the reality of social uh, van life on social media, it seems that a lot of people who have done van life totally agree with this, while people who don't do van haven't done van life, think that everyone who experiences these problems has just done it wrong. Um, but a lot of people I know kind of experience this work like, at first thinking that oh they're going to spend every single day outside they're going to be cooking on like park benches, overlooking these beautiful scenic areas because that's what they see online um whereas i personally feel like people like of course those things are fun to do and probably everyone will do them sometimes but to always lug out all your cooking equipment outside put it on some bench put it in some beautiful area is not something you want to be doing every single meal um and cooking in bands it can be a little bit more difficult and it just the whole process is just kind of less pleasant and so i personally feel like the people who are constantly doing that in videos might not be doing it as much if they weren't filming about it because mm-hmm. no one wants to sit there and see them like make cereal in their van and and eat it in their front seats. Like, we want to see people go outside, these beautiful backgrounds and, like, slow motion, like, cooking scenes, all that kind of stuff. But that's not really reality. I feel like people generally just do that for social media because that's what people want to watch. And I think because of that, people don't really see that, you know, more, more people are obviously watching bigger channels that get more views. And get more subscribers but i think that those channels are the ones that tend to portray it in a less accurate way because people just simply aren't going to want to watch boring youtube videos and the people who show man life more accurately and include boring parts are the ones that don't get as many views and don't get as many subscribers and so yeah i do think that people even though most people realize like oh social media isn't real life um, like they know that, but they don't really see all the ways that it is unless they've experienced like van life or anything else yeah. like
0: that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a good... Um, I mean, we're talking about van life now, but we're really talking about like everything on, on social media, really. Um, as like you discussed in your videos as well. And I heard someone else talk about this uh, a similar topic like on, on their podcast, um, but it was about like the nomadic kind of digital nomad lifestyle. And you, you know, uh, you always see these pictures of, of um, this beautiful woman or man, like in a poolside in somewhere in Bali, with like a lush green forest and like breakfast floating in the in the pool, uh, and and like and she, she was talking about a, this uh, influencer because she had been that person herself, but then like she stopped doing it because she realized that while they were doing it, like they were setting up the camera to take that shot. They took 200 pictures and by the time like, you know, they were done and were about to eat the breakfast, everything was cold and tasted wow. awful. So it's and I think I, that's something like I've been struggling with a little bit as well because I love um, photographing and, and I used to make like when I uh, traveled for a couple of months uh, in 2017, I, I made like some travel videos and uh, you know not super original original but i was just trying to kind of like uh document my trip and and it was kind of similar thing because i always brought my camera everywhere and i felt that sometimes it kind of took away some of the experience of just being there and being more free because like having your you know my expensive camera and lenses with me you always have something else to think about like when it, but i was feeling like you know if i was on a tour or something i would want to just like jump into a waterfall or something without Having to give it a second thought, so I've been—that's something I've been thinking about a lot over the past couple of years. Because um, I still love taking photos and pictures, but I'm like, I—it's harder for me to bring my camera to places because I'm like, oh, it's just going to ruin the actual experience of being there. I just don't want to document something; I want to actually experience it. Um, so I think that's a, an important point as well. Um, but yeah we you shouldn't have to talk more about that life that because it's a tra- traumatic experience uh, so i want i want to delve in a bit more into social media because you've been making a lot of videos about it um and i think it's it's really cool that you like uh, i read one of your blog posts I'm, I'm not sure when it was from but it was about you quitting makeup a few years ago uh and like what led you what inspired you to do that um, so I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about that that time.
1: Yeah, so I think um, I think kind of like the starting point of that journey was um, when this uh, kind of ex-influencer, I guess you could call her, uh, Essena O'Neill. She was like an Australian model and influencer. She had hundreds of thousands of subscribers on YouTube and followers on Instagram. Um, like I said, she was a model, so you know, super attractive in society standards. Um, probably made a lot of money, like kind of had this like amazing, beautiful life that everyone wants. And I definitely, um, I don't know if I was necessarily jealous of her, but I really, uh, liked her and like thought she was super pretty and probably wish I looked like her and followed her. And, um, eventually she kind of, um, I'm not really sure what experiences she had that led her to this, um, kind of, uh, realization, but... I think over time she realized that like this life that she was kind of living was completely fake. And she was, uh, she traveled to LA and she was meeting all these other kind of like famous people. And she realized that just like her, they were all unhappy. And while they were, they had a lot of money and they were beautiful people and they were driving like expensive cars, they weren't happy. And she realized that like, you know, having a lot of followers and being a model, being beautiful is not what was making her happy. And so she kind of exposed, she kind of exposed herself and exposed her past. And um, it, it. I think it actually made, like, interaction. So it was kind of a thing. Um, but she went back and, like, looked at her old Instagram photos and changed the captions to be like, you know, I was sucking in my stomach in this picture. or. I, like, there was a picture of her going for a run, but she didn't even go for a run. She just went out and took the picture in her athletic clothes and then went back inside. Um, And so through that, like, through her experience, um, it really helped me realize, like, wow, this girl with so many followers, a ton of money, traveling, um, super beautiful, skinny, all that kind of stuff. Like, she, she wasn't even happy. She wasn't even confident. She didn't even like the way she looked. And... Um, Through her and probably other people that i followed who talked about not wearing makeup um, and, you know, not relying on your looks or feeling like looks are as important as society society kind of makes us feel like they are, Um, hearing about their experiences really made me feel like, wow, like I, like trying to make myself um, kind of conform to society's beauty standards is not going to make me happy or confident. I can, I can be confident regardless of what I look like. And so over time, it definitely took me a long time. I think it was the end of freshman year of high school where I started to um, kind of decrease the amount of makeup that I wore, which was really hard. I didn't wear a ton of makeup, but um, I think it started with like I... I played softball, and we had to lift early mornings on Fridays, and I just, I couldn't put on makeup before then, because I'd get all messed up, and I didn't want to put it on in the school bathroom, so I just didn't wear makeup on Fridays, and that was really hard for me in the beginning, but then I realized that, like, no one cared, like, no one cared about me. I was irrelevant to begin with, so I don't know why anyone would have, like, really been noticing but my friends as well like none of my friends were like oh my gosh anna you look terrible um and so i realized like i have good friends they're not going to judge me and who else do i really need to be validated by you know um and so over that summer I um, it was a lot easier because I still did definitely care about um, what how I was viewed at school and what people thought of how I looked but over the summer it was a lot easier because I wasn't seeing all those people um, and so I didn't wear makeup all summer but then when I came back to school I did go back to wearing it but I was a lot better at decreasing it and I think by like October November I, um, I stopped wearing makeup completely of uh, sophomore year so oh my cat's joining Join <laughs> um and so I I haven't worn makeup and I would say four four and a half years I would say and it's definitely um of course I'm not like 100 confident or I never struggle with having any insecurities um or negative self-talk or any of that kind of stuff but I definitely am so much more confident just through kind of changing my mindset and the way that I look at things and the, how much I value my physical appearance, so I'm definitely a lot more confident than I was even when I was wearing makeup and making myself, you know, prettier.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost like bizarre here. Here you talk about this because I feel like this is usually a conversation you hear from like maybe forty year olds or something like you yeah. know, or or older people, especially. I mean, because you were if that was like four years ago, you were like fifteen at the time, um, and I. I, I I mean, I'm not exactly sure what it's like, what it was like at your school, but I feel like that's usually the age when, when people really start to care about the way they look and they, uh, everyone's starting, all the girls wear makeup to school and like everyone wants to be popular. Everyone wants to be the cool guy or girl at school. Um, So for you to kind of take that decision at that point in your life uh, must have been like really going against the, like what everyone else was doing. Um, where, did you get any comments like from your friends about like, not n- not that oh you, you don't look good because you don't wear makeup, but like, you know, why are you doing this or why don't you wear makeup or anything like that?
1: Yeah, honestly, you know, I uh, I don't know if anyone noticed. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> um, I, it's, it's possible that people did, they just didn't comment on it. At that time, I wasn't really like... Like, I didn't have, like, a best friend or, like, super, super close friends, So I was like, oh, yeah, I stopped wearing makeup. I just kind of did it and didn't okay. tell anyone about it, maybe aside from, like, one or two people. But, yeah, no one really – someone might have um, – I do, like, have this memory of somebody saying something about it. I think a girl might have asked, said, like, oh, you look kind of tired. But um, I don't <laughs>
0: know. Maybe we maybe really were just t- really tired that right. day. But yeah. I, I, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy because I think we we all everyone I mean no one's like immune to this. We all spend so much time like trying to make ourselves look better or whatever. I mean, I, in a way, it's 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 good if it's for like like health reasons, like you want to work out and not. I mean, I guess it's you can't blame anyone for wanting to work out to look good either. But like, as a side effect from that is. you're just healthier but uh, besides that like we, everyone spends so much time like you know buying clothes or not everyone but most people uh buying clothes making themselves look prettier uh doing their hair in the morning but it's like no one actually as i think with as i've gotten older i realized that no one actually cares uh everyone's so worried about their own problems and how they how they look themselves so they won't even notice if um, I mean, sometimes like even I, mean, I have short hair, but sometimes I get a haircut. I'm like, Oh, it looks good. And then I come to school or, or, or work, whatever. And no one notices for weeks. So it's, uh, yeah, it's weird. Um, so, and, and before cause I think we're going to get into a discussion where we criticize, uh, social media a lot, at least I, uh, yeah, based on your videos, I think that's where, where we're going to head. um, but I, but I, I still think it's cool that us like, um like a, the power power of technology and social media is that you as a 14, 15-year-old were able to find like a role model in, um, that kind of um, inspired you to take the similar journey of like, uh, you know, uh, bettering your confidence and not having to worry about makeup and, and fitting kind of society's standard of beauty or trying to achieve that. Um, so, uh, yeah. But anyway, um, so... Um, Let's see where one was I going for it. Um, all right, so one of your videos that I really enjoyed was Why Can't Influencers Take Accountability? Um, so can you just talk a little bit about that video?
1: Yeah, that's to see. Um, so yeah, I think I focused on two specific influencers in that video. Uh, uh one named Brittany Dodd, who kind of You know, maybe scam some people on kind of like this fitness program that she created, that was um, totally different than how she marketed it. Um, And another girl, Elise Parker, who no, I can't remember what I talked about regarding her. (laughs) (laughs) Watched the video more recently than I have. Um, Yeah, I
0: I think I think it was because I watched it just a few days ago. You talked about um, uh, in terms of the the. Uh, I don't know her name, but she sold like uh, personalized uh, workout programs or something like that. And But she sent everyone the same one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she made an apology video, but she she didn't say like, I'm, I'm so sorry for this. She said like, I'm sorry if you feel offended or yeah. something like that. I feel like that's a common video on YouTube. Um, <laughs> something like that. Maybe you can take it from there. <laughs> I don't know. Just yeah. talk about um, it briefly.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, she had made an apology. She just kind of, like, she had her phone and she was just reading off it. So, and I think a lot of people found that to be kind of disingenuous, like, you can't actually just sit and talk to a camera and, you know, apologize. And I think this is a problem. Of course, a lot of people commented, which is totally true in the comments, that generally people on social media or off social media do have trouble taking accountability for actions. Um, but I do think as an influencer or as anybody it's important to learn how to take accountability and i i do think we can kind of learn from them like hey these people you know we see them not taking accountability and kind of the reaction of how it affects people and so in our own lives um we should try to be more responsible and you know apologize for things that we do and they harm people but i think that as an influencer these these girls both have hundreds of thousands of subscribers and they have a much larger impact and not only are they it's not like they just lied to somebody it's like they kind of scam people out of money sometimes you know those fitness plans cost a lot of money and people didn't get what they asked for and then she um the girl Brittany don didn't even give people full refunds so yeah it's really um it's really kind of sad that these people you know they generally just kind of make excuses for their behavior. I think Brittany had said like, oh, I was just trying my best and I, um, I just had too much work and I, you know, just I went on with it too long. Um, but really, in my opinion, any decent person would never really have that problem of like lying to people and selling personalized plans when they weren't personalized. I think generally most people are um, better than that to that that's not just kind of like a simple mistake that really anyone could make um and so yeah i do i just think in general influencers kind of tend to be a little bit more egotistical than other people of course there's tons of influence influencers who aren't but there is a large amount who i think kind of the the fame the status that they get and all the money that they get it kind of changes for that as a person and they don't really they're just trying to uphold the reputation they don't care about how they actually affected other people Um, they're just concerned about making sure they come out as the good in the situation
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I recently read like an article I can't remember where but it was about um, our use especially our generations use use of social media and that like people are no longer hanging out the way they used to um, and people are lonelier than ever And uh, even like dating and everything is like way down just because we spend, uh, I'm not saying that it's only because we spend more time on our devices, but I think it's a big contributing factor. Um, So I was just curious to hear like what your thoughts are on like if if social media is just like a substitute for something else um, and we're missing and what other parts of life we may be missing.
1: Yeah, I definitely do think that a lot of people um use it a little too much i i definitely feel like i do at times i watch youtube videos way too much um i think some people kind of use it out of boredom it's just kind of like any any time they want to be entertained okay like i'm not doing anything for a second let me watch a youtube video um can you hear my cat in the background
0: <laughs> it's a, it's it's fine it's, it's a nice okay. like ambience <laughs>
1: um, So yeah, I think people like we, I feel like these days people need constant stimulation. They always need something to be listening to or watching. And so I think for some, it's definitely kind of, um, that's kind of what makes them so kind of addicted to social media. And for others, I think it can be kind of like a replacement for actual social interaction, especially for people who, aren't as good socially. Like, I definitely, I'm a shy person. It's hard for me to kind of get to know people, people that I've never met in real life. Um, so I think kind of like having these one-sided relationships or parasocial relationships online is a lot easier for people because you kind of feel in a way like you're connecting with this person, but you don't have to deal with the fear of rejection or them not wanting to talk to you um, because it's more of a one-sided relationship. So I do think, that um people there's probably other reasons too that i'm not thinking of but i think like boredom just needing constant stimulation and then um those one-sided relationships are the two of the main things that people kind of use um social media for in an unhealthy way
0: Mm -hmm, absolutely um do you think there are any dangers to like using it too much because in my experience and from what i've read uh, in the research it's like Mm -hmm. Probably like one of the biggest dangers of it or uh, issues with it is that you're constantly comparing yourself to other people. I think this is something I I come back to in almost like every podcast I do because I always think it's I'm always curious to hear like what other people from other perspectives like what their thoughts are on it. So um, what do you think are the dangers of like comparing yourself to to other people like that? Yeah,
1: I think that's definitely a big one Um, and of course that kind of leads to people feeling like they're unworthy like they'll never be good enough and it's it's so hard because especially when it comes to like your looks to other people's um one second um i think there's like people maybe some people know this maybe others don't but a lot of people who like compare their looks to these influencers um a lot of them get plastic surgery a lot of them have lip fillers a lot of them have hair extensions all that kind of stuff they spend a lot of time on their looks they're working out all the time because their job is social media their job is what they look like that's how they make a living um and so when people see all these beautiful influencers they kind of expectations that they put on themselves to be like, Oh, I have to look like that to be pretty is like, um, kind of unrealistic because you could, if you spent, you know, $30,000 on plastic surgery or extensions or teeth whitening or or whatever. But in reality, the majority of people in the world don't look like that's why they're models. And like, it's, it's such a small percentage of people who are models because just majority of people, Um, First of all, aren't as genetically blessed and don't have the money for a lot of procedures that these people get. And that's not to say that they're like bad people for doing that because they struggle with their own insecurities too. I mean, they're constantly um, posting pictures of themselves and um, getting probably, I mean, they probably have a ton of people commenting about how they look negatively. So the pressure that they feel to look perfect is probably like so much higher than um, everyone else is. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that people kind of compare themselves to these unrealistic expectations of looks and then unrealistic um, expectations of what people's lives look like because they're really only showing the highlight reel of their life in like vlogs mainly, I guess you could say. Um, and people don't, like, I think people know at a surface level that social media is not real life. But like, I think kind of, well, for me personally, I know that since I am on social media, since I have done vlogs, and while I definitely didn't try to portray my life as just all good, I definitely talked about the bad things about bad life all the time. I still had so many people feeling or telling me that they were like, Wow, like your life is so amazing. I wish I could do what you're doing. Like your life seems perfect. And I, I felt bad because I felt like I was not at all trying to portray myself in that way. And so I feel like if even someone like me and others, who are trying to kind of show all the sides of their lives, the good, the bad, the boring, people are still feeling like, wow, I want that life, that's so amazing. Then it's, I don't know if it's even possible to portray your life on social media as accurately as it really is in real life. Um, but I think kind of the, there's, it's really probably not that healthy to constantly focus on and follow and subscribe to the influencers who are really always sharing about what they look like what their lives are like because you're really not getting the reality you're just mm-hmm. getting just a little tiny bit of it and it's always going to be the good parts
0: yeah uh i definitely think that you made you did a good job at like showing not only the the good sides but also the realistic sides of everything that you've done and um i just wanted to comment like um i think a lot of people um that maybe comment on your videos or reach out to you telling you um, you know, that you have this amazing life. I think, I mean, I'm sure that that you do. Uh, in a way, I'm sure, yeah, your struggles as well. But I think part of that is probably because that's definitely something I just like hearing you talk about it now and thinking about your videos. It's not something I thought about. Um, I, I think people are almost like jealous that you are so like independent and um, like badass. Like you were 17 and you started building your own van. Like at 17, most people have like... You know they're doing other stuff and i think um i bet it's definitely something i've struggled with as well like uh what i want to do and, and who i feel like i am between what like society tells me who, who i am or who i'm supposed to be and then it's like other people that just go against the grid and do what they feel like they there are themselves they do all these projects that they want to do um you move to san antonio uh, but your family's in wisconsin and um just like, I think people are, that's what people are um, jealous of and for you. I mean, yes, your life looks amazing, but, but also I think it's more, they're jealous. Oh, I, I don't know how to phrase this. I think they're jealous of that personality, personality trait with you that you're always like doing what you want to do uh, because most people don't have the courage to actually pursue their dreams and pursue what they want to do. Um, it's, I mean, looking back at myself at like 15, 16, like there are so many things I'd like to tell myself. I think, with as I uh, become older, I become better at kind of always doing what I want to do, and not caring as much about what other, other people think. But I wish I was more like that, like ten years ago as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, how do you think we can like develop a healthier relationship with social media, and uh, by extension, like ourselves? Uh,
1: yeah. So what I. I always tell people and i think it's probably the best thing is just like being aware of the content that you're consuming that is negatively affecting you in some way and just cutting that completely out so unfollowing people on like instagram you know instagram is a really big one for people these days especially younger people so like if it's unfollowing people you know i think that's good too if it's celebrities that's good i know i definitely probably compared myself more when I was like really on into Instagram and really use that as like a way to compare myself to other people. I compare myself more to people that I went to school with, like the more popular girls, r- over like influencers or celebrities. And so I think for me, like just unfollowing all of those people was so beneficial, or just like deleting the Instagram app completely. Um, I've I've heard a lot of people have told me that that has like really, really changed their lives and it definitely has for mine too. And then same with any other social media platforms, just not consuming the content that negatively affects you and replacing that with content that um, kind of will help you reach your goals, like things that you want to do, certain mindset, like transformations, I guess, that you're looking for, you know, maybe switching to productivity content over, Make tutorials or learning more about a subject that interests you rather than things that just make you like your lies to other people.
0: That's all really great advice. Um, so, like, what what's next for you in life?
1: Um, I would say college uh, mm-hmm. this fall. Other than that, I really don't have too many like big goals. I just want to keep making YouTube videos that. I enjoy making and that people enjoy watching. Um, I plan to continue to through doing college. Hopefully I'll be able to um, in college. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. Um, kind of nervous too, but I'm excited to be able to learn about environmental science and all the other stuff. Um, and I'll, I plan to stay in San Antonio for quite a while. I really like it here. So other than that, I don't really have too much plan for my life. <laughs> Which <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: okay with. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, like, go to college, like, that's that's a four-year, like, three, four-year commitment, at least. So, you know, it's... Uh, it's And just keep making what you're doing. I mean, it's, it's more than enough. It's more than most people are making. Um, and it's really, I think, making a very positive difference in the kind of media landscape we're in right now. That's, like, I think I told you in the first email I sent to you, I think it's very refreshing to see, especially someone so young, talking about these things. And it's, like um i mean that's like one of the reasons why i wanted to do this this podcast as well because i wanted wanted to have these kind of discussions and kind of go behind the scenes of everything that's going on in our lives um so i'm just really grateful that you took the time to join me here today um and uh, one last question uh where can people find out more about you and all the causes you're interested in and passionate about
1: I mainly just use YouTube, so my channel is Anna's Analysis, and I do have a website which I occasionally post on, um, Anna's com and then my Instagram is Anna's Analysis, but I don't really post on there, so mainly YouTube is just where I'm at.
0: There's just a lot of good quotes on Instagram. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Alright, well, thank you again so much for, for coming here, and I hope you can stay in touch, and I look forward to seeing everything that, that's coming from you
1: and I enjoyed it hi
0: right, go